welcome to my bathtub. Thank you. Yes, Kadia, you're a, an actress and a single mom, and you come from Israel. And you know, the first time I met you, I was like, wow, this woman is interesting. She has a good vibe. Like, you know, I would like her to be my friend. <clears throat> and then we connected on the Facebook, and I was like, whoa, you know, you have so much creativity pouring out of you. Thank you. So I thought it'd be cool to have a conversation with you and since I started doing these bathtub things. <laughs> well, thank you for having me in your bathtub. Yeah, it's silly. <laughs> we just had a lovely breakfast. Yes. Everything vegan. Yes, yes, vegan. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I actually met you a long, long time ago. It was about... I think two and a half years ago we went to Actors Connection to the same workshop. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. With Steven Vincent, I think it was. Sure, yes. yes. So that's the first time I saw you and then you popped up somewhere else and it was lovely to reconnect with you. It's funny because this community of, you know, actors and directors in New York, sort of like, you know, independent and, you know, a lot of people are trying to figure out what they are here to do. And it's nice when you connect and reconnect. I don't know, I just really, this is why New York is so wonderful, because it right. spares so many collaborations. Right. And the serendipity, serendipity. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's why I'm here. Cool. That's why I'm in the city. Anyway, we have a lot in common, we figured out. Yes. <laughs> One of the things, I guess, is that we don't like clutter. We're good at organizing and making sure we only have what we need. Right, so energy can flow. It wasn't always like that for me. Mm -hmm. I was always collecting things. I think it was just a process of me being so clinging on to things in order to feel good. You know, like I belong to something and if I have things that are with me for so many years, I can kind of make me give this meaning. And then the decluttering bug, it, it wasn't overnight. It was like a process. The more I found comfort in me and just accepting my life the way it is and being happy with it, these things started bothering me. Like I had stuff that I don't even use anymore. And unless it's jewelry from family that means something or a piece that really every day when I look at it kind of brings me to a place, there's no reason to keep it. Yeah, it's but the same like clothes. Yes. It's like what's really meaningful, what's, right. what is, it brings you more, more joy. Actually, right. um, is it, it Seinfeld received some kind of like award for commercial work and he did this really lovely talk and I noted, like, if your things are not making you happy, you're not getting the right thing. Right. <laughs> and, right. you know, it comes from a materialistic perspective, right. but in essence, it's correct. So, yeah, yeah. for me, it was the, the whole decluttering. David Allen has this um, whole methodology called getting things done. And I realized, you know, I was accumulating so much paperwork with my visa and my green card and every single creative process I had engaged. I had notes on everything and... You know, I would keep all the marketing tools. <laughs> like, obviously, we don't need it to move forward. No. So it feels very good to... Or to maybe also putting um, categories to what you need and what you want. And yeah. being okay with wanting something. So it's not like as, you know, like a guilty pleasure. But I think um, the way it makes me feel when I declutter, it's creating space for something new. And when I have space in my um, room, in my home, I just can flow. It's just different, and it really, really works. And it's not, you know, it's not just, it's not just things. You're not just working around your apartment to declutter it. You're decluttering bad thoughts and bad habits, and you know, people. 
I mean, you know, we all go through phases and certain um, times in your life, certain people are not a good impact on you, you know? They yeah. don't they don't have, they're not in a good place. They will be one day. It's not like there's bad people and good people for us, but we all, like, go through emotions. And I had to purge relationships. Yeah. Also, like, um, like a few years back, I was st uh, trying to establish myself as an actress in the community, so I was very hungry of meeting people. So I was getting a lot of business cards, trying to keep in touch and everything. And then I realized that I was staying in touch with people who were getting in touch with me. So in a way, I wasn't deciding who I was spending right, meaningful right. time with. I was only responding because I was so swamped. I was responding to the, the friends who were aggressive enough to, you know. And then, so then I went to a transition where I was sort of, I mean, kind of secluded. I work on my things and, you know, I would like go two, three days without, uh, you know, I don't have children, so I'm, I can be very independent and almost solitary mm -hmm. when, and I like being on my own, um, you know, to work. I'm not saying not right. in a relationship. I mean, it's nice to be right. single. It's nice to be with, you know, someone that's really enhancing how you experience your life. Um, but so I think in the process, I lost some friends that I still want to be attached to. It's just that maybe it's not the right moment and maybe I get an opportunity to spend more time with them in the future when it becomes, you know, effortless and the right thing. Right, right. Yeah, but, but I, I felt a transition <clears throat> and then I made it difficult for people to get in touch with me or like I would only go to a party if I would get like to, like an email and a phone call. like I right. they want me there so I want to I want to really grace like yes this event is wonderful you right. put so much effort into it I will be here to support you so then it, it has a different right. um, meaning but what about you what about relationships I think uh, so you are you are the mom of three and you're a single mom so yes. tell us a little bit how you got there <laughs> well as part of purging relationships yeah. Um, I, I wasn't in a very healthy marriage and I mean it's a long story and it's not it's a different interview in the bathtub <laughs> maybe maybe a whirlpool to discuss that yeah but um yeah it, it you know it was one of those things where I got physically sick and I decided to just start making right choices for me and not as you say whatever comes to me I'll just take whatever's comfortable I needed to make a bold so, decisions. so you got physically sick. What, yeah. what was the turning? I mean, we're talking. <clears throat> you were in a marriage. Yeah, and I was in a marriage for six years, and at some point, and it wasn't just one-sided. You know, it was just toxic for both of us. It wasn't healthy, not toxic, but maybe not right. And my body started responding and responding to it. So at some point, I just stopped breathing. I couldn't breathe. I yeah. needed inhalers. I couldn't speak two words without taking an inhale. It was really bad, and I think that was the slap in my face where I'm like, okay, I'm doing clearly doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and it was hard. It was a hard decision. You know, it, it came throughout the relationship. Um, but I just didn't have, maybe I didn't have the balls for it. Maybe it wasn't the right time. But um, I made that choice, and from the day after, with all the uncertainty in my life, with all of the chaos, it felt safe. It felt like I'm doing something right. And, you know, I have, I have three kids. And all of a sudden, I'm taking care of them by myself. I mean, he's still present, but, you know, physically taking care of three kids by myself. Um, dating was not, relationships were, were not my priority at that point. 
So I just wanted to take care of my dreams of going back to what I'm meant to do, which is acting. Um, so I went back to school, I went to Lee Strasberg and kind of had to heal myself. I had to take care of myself, understand what it is that I'm attracting to me that is not doing good to me. Because it's obviously not them. It's always me, what I'm attracting. So if I'm attracting a certain kind of guy mm -hmm. or habit, that's me. Yeah. So I needed to solve that before I get back into it. And I had, you know, I dated back and forth, like a couple of, you know, guys here and there. But it wasn't, it wasn't right. And it's also, with three kids, I mean, it's, um, you know, I need to schedule it in. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to believe, you know, knowing you now that you were in such a difficult relationship because you're so full of life. So whatever that challenge, you know, came, made you realize... I mean, now you're fully embraced and you're fully like on the opposite side of, yeah. of how it is. The, the, you, it feels like you have this luxurious, you know, you really know how to enjoy your life. You know, I, I, that's how I, I, I perceive it. I might okay. be wrong. I mean, I don't know you're you so You're not wrong, well. but it's not always, you know, my, my, um, my ride up is yeah. not straight line. It's right and left and right and left and down and up. It's like a very... Um, it's a very um, colorful so kind of experience. So how did you Basically, you you figured out you had asthma. Yes. And then you, what happened? It, it was a physical thing. You started running. Like I mean, so when I got to your sick, process, yeah, when of I, how you healed all of you, you know. So first of all, I had to remove stressors. Okay. Okay. And that was the kind of life I was living. I wasn't breathing. Probably that was a reminder that I'm not staying in the moment to really breathe. If you look at the spiritual aspect of it. Physically, I removed, again, relationships. I mean, the people we surround ourselves with. It, you know, I grew up, my dad always used to tell me, show me your friends, I will tell you who you are. Yeah. And that was one, and I never got it. I'm like, what do you mean? But I am who I am, and you know, but no, that's, that, it, they affect you. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was, and then, the, the, you know, the day after the breakup, I started running. I literally ran five, six miles that morning. I could barely breathe. I had an inhaler with me, but I just was determined. And I never stopped. It's been almost three years, and I haven't stopped. And I think a few months into it, I just, asthma just disappeared. Yeah. And it was clear to me that it's emotional. Yeah. You know, that affects the body. And, um, yeah, you know, I just had to take care of myself. And it, I was judged. You know, I was, of course, judged by a lot of things that I do, choices that I make. Mm -hmm. um, but I had my my truth. I knew what I need to do, what my heart wants. I have a relationship with a higher power. I have my, you know, I have myself. And it's it was always a matter of, do I turn to it or do I just give my back and say, oh, I can handle it? No, I had to like open up and say, okay, like what do I need to do to, be, to get better, you know, to really be myself. And it was a process. Yeah, it's a big effort to admit that we are vulnerable, that we, yes. we might break. We're right now, like we fell down and we don't have teeth anymore. Like we're broken. Right. And <clears throat> it takes, yeah, it takes a certain kind of humility mm -hmm. to say, this is where I am and it's okay. And to know, also yeah. like be like forgiving ourselves because right. we are the one who got us ourselves in, in a situation that's not um, right. the best. But so basically, in addition to, to, to you know, training your body and... I mean, because now we can say you're 
athlete too but then you went back into pursuing acting can you yes. just talk a little bit about that um i always i performed first time when i was like four or five years old i danced ballet i was always in theater i wrote my first play at 16 and i produced it and um I always, that was always, from the moment I came into this world, I knew this is what I want to do. This is when the bug, you know, when they asked me, when did you get mm. the bug? It was always there. And I always swayed aside to what my, what people expect me. If it's family, if it's society, if it's what's right, what's wrong. I never really asked myself. So after that, it was like five layers of, of, of dirt came off of me and I could okay. see a little clearer. Um, so I went back to school. Everything fell into place. Everything started falling into place. Not easy. But the moment I knew what I'm meant to do and I followed that, mm -hmm. everything started happening. So it, I got accepted to school. I signed with an agency pretty fast after that, you know. Um, I, it, it's just, and then at some point I found my niche of, you know, the kind of auditions I go, kind of roles I take on, which is usually the taboo breaking, the, <laughs> the ass kicking, you know, and, and with... Um, I have um, martial arts background, so okay. that was the niche that I kind of got into, so I do on-camera fights. So it's like, you know, I'm still the warrior, but I kind of like try to embrace being a, being a fighter and being, a vu being vulnerable at the same time, because that really is the definition of strength for me. Yes. So I'm not losing that, because it's really easy for me to become tough, mm -hmm. because I have so much to do. Yes. You know, I have three kids on my shoulders, in my heart too, but on my shoulders mainly. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, so 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 it's. I think this whole self healing, this whole process of growing into yourself, it's a process, and it is always about progressing. It's not about being perfect. It's not about. That's how I felt. Like I always wanted to be perfect before that, but after the breakup, I think I was just comfortable, just being, you know, and letting things fall into place. It's okay if I don't control something once in a while. So yeah, that was my. My process. Me, I have a question to you about discipline because um, <laughs> when I don't have a lot, I have a lot of like drive, like the the long, unbreakable drive. Right, right, right. You know, sort of the life path thing. Mm -hmm. For me, it's it's. I don't even try anything. It's just there, and I'm so thankful that I have such drive. But discipline, you know, the rhythm of life, and I never wake up at the same times. If I say I'm going to to yoga class or or to, to jog, it happens one time. Like I ran a half marathon with zero training, just because oh, I wow. paid the entrance, and I was like, "Well, I paid, so I'm gonna go." <laughs> I might die. I was prepared to die. I was. It was it was crazy. I wanted to 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 because I don't have the kind of discipline you probably can tell me about. Um, like I I wanted to qualify, so I I did like eight races. And then I was missing one thing to do the marathon. So I said, fine, I'll do a half marathon. <laughs> yeah. And then I took no time to, to train. Mm -hmm. um, I but think I raced eight times. That's training. Yes, but that was the year before. Okay. So then I did like, you know, I have a friend, Dan, who's a TV editor. And sometimes we ran like 45 minutes, you okay. know, just around. We go to the Statue of Liberty and come back. So... That day, uh, it was the day of, of the race, it was the middle of, um, of the summer, it was warm. So I went and I took my metro card, I took uh, $20 for the taxi in case I was tired and I wanted to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea, and also I said to myself that I was prepared to die. Like, I know it's possible, I have no training, the heart is a delicate, you know, it's a muscle and, you know... And you still went. 
Yeah, but you know, I I, did, I wasn't going in a trivial thing. Right, I was right. saying in a humble way, I am putting my body, right. I know I'm putting my body through a difficult thing. So what happened is like, we started running and I actually know quite well the the, the hills mm -hmm. in um, Central Park because I had done some races there. So I was, you know, even mile seven, I'm like, okay, it's hard, but I'm here. And then I started going down 6th Avenue and this was something very unfamiliar. First of all, I get like, really cold because there was wind from from you know like right. lateral wind which i hadn't experienced before and so i was like like this and i was like i'm having a heart attack and then i was like walking and i was like no i'm cold it's just because i'm cold right <laughs> and i was like so anyway so i finished that thing it was i think i ran in two hours and 27 minutes which I yeah I made an assessment that I was a healthy person, you know, and then what happened is that I took the plane that day, so I I got in the plane, um, you know no you know I didn't really take a long bath so I didn't stretch take the plane, I arrived to my family and friends for the holidays and right away I go to bed I wake up in the morning and I'm like. Oh, I couldn't move. Like my father, who had done races when he was younger, he was laughing at me because I was on the top of the stairs and I couldn't go down the stairs. Like it was just physically impossible. What an idiot! So tell me about you know your discipline because you <clears throat> you do so many different martial arts. Yes. I mean now you do yoga too. Yeah, you're implementing. You yeah, you're implementing your um, martial art technique to the camera. Right. And then you can tell us how you got into yoga because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Well, okay, so let's leave the, the discipline for the end of this, but um, I was training in martial arts, I was competing, and I was in really, really, really good explosive training shape, mm -hmm. which is, you know, that's the hard kind, yeah. um, hard recovery. Um, so I just went into my first yoga class, it was in the gym, and, uh, you know, I ran seven miles a day at that time, and I go into my first downward facing dog, I think it was five minutes in, and I couldn't... I couldn't hold it for more than a breath. I got up, I took my mat, and I left. And that never happens to I don't give up. I don't give up easy. If I start something, I finish it. And I didn't go back for like six months, I'd say, and, and kept bugging me. I'm like, how is there any physical activity that can kick my butt so badly? And I was, my ego was, and I'm like, okay, I gotta go back. I gotta tackle it again. And I went back when I was pregnant. Um, so that was more mallow training. And then after my second um, child was born, I went into it. So I got my teacher training and, you know, I discovered the love for it. And that's the, to me, yoga is, is not just on the mat. It's off the mat. It's, a, you know, it's a life practice. It's knowing how to breathe. It's compassion. It's just humility, you know, and really understanding that we're here to serve. We're not just here to... Yeah. Take, 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 you know. I, live, um, I love it so much because I watched your reel of the stuff you do, the combat stuff, and I love it that yoga, 10 minutes, was too much of it <laughs> the first time. <laughs> and it showed you that this was actually this was actually a path that would require more of you than just, yeah. you know, the physicalness right. of, of, of being right. a superwoman, you know? Because it requires patience, and that's one thing that I'm yeah. until this day struggling with, to be patient. Um, but yeah, you know, talking about the um, discipline, I, I really find magic in repetition. Okay. And I, th I think, you know, we want to change our routine, we want to have it interesting, yes. But 
I think in the routine is when we really started peeling off layers and finding out more about ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it's first of all starting the day. I mean, I wake up early um, and I write gratitude lists. Every day? I, every single day, 6 wow. o'clock in the morning. And in the winter, it's dark. So with my iPhone uh, um, um, light, you know, flashlight, I, um, I write that down. So it's gratitude list, what I'm grateful for, what I have, and then a list of affirmations for the day or for the near future or for the, you know, um, far future, um, whatever I see myself. And, and that's how I start, and then I put that aside, meditate for a few minutes just to ground myself. Um, and that's every morning. I get up, get the kids to school. How long does it take? Um, the writing I'm, part. The writing part takes about half an hour in total with the meditation. It is a whole lot. Yeah, 20 minutes. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. The alarm goes off at 6.31. I'm up at 6. Yeah. <laughs> Automatically. The kids come, get them dressed. I'm very, very efficient with time. Mm -hmm. I get them out. I mean, 6.31, we're up. 7.20, they're already out the house. Um, I get the little one um, to another school because he's still um, not in public school. And then I go for a run. And I come back. <laughs> You After know. the kids, you bring the kids to school. Yeah, and then you I go for a run. You have time to run. I have to. I mean, and then I come back before nine, and I, you know, I'm ready to start the day, and I'm up, and my skin is up, and my breath is flowing deep. You know, it's just a different mindset when you. I mean, not everybody's a morning person. I am. Yeah, I am. Uh, and th this is my, you know, when I have very flexible hours in the sense of I work, I hustle, I have different jobs, and I kind of make it work. You know, yeah. and thank God for schools. <laughs> so the kids are in school, so I have time for myself. I go on auditions and if need be, you know. Um, but there are certain things, the way I feed myself, the kind of thoughts I think, the kind of words I say, these are very, very important to me to be repetitive and have a certain pattern because this is how you become. You become that. So how long, you know, has it been since you implemented this, you know, sort of lifestyle change you know? I think really heavily the last year okay. I've always been struggling with anxiety and having negative thoughts okay. I always was worried about the worst case scenario yeah you know? I understand and that, that was those were like I felt like there were demons that kept coming up but then when I looked at it I'm like you know what it doesn't have to be demons it's just habits yeah and habits can be also you know habitual thoughts yeah, it's easy to give in to the, the fear patterns. Right. And the thing is, there's they're illusions because they're right. not a, a physical. They're not there. A truth. Correct. Truth That's is in the heart. Is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, fear is a really tricky thing. Right. Mm. Um, so when I realized it's a habit, and I knew that I can't just, you know, it can't change in a week. I have to mm -hmm. keep doing it every day, so that becomes a habit. That that becomes a positive habit. Yeah. And it kind of turned into a and I still have moments where I'm thinking about the worst case scenario and I'm having like fearful thoughts, but mm -hmm. I have the tools to change that today. So what um, about, um, like, can, uh, are you noticing that this change of, of how you conduct your life is affecting the people that you attract in it? Like, absolutely. Can you talk about one oh, fascinating absolutely. discovery or someone like really... You know, I, I'm looking, it, it, I'm looking now. And I'm looking at the group of people, especially women. Mm -hmm. I was always more the guy's best friend. Me too, yeah. And now I have a group, a community of women. And yeah. each and every one of them is so empowering, is so open, is so humble, is so powerful too. Yeah. They're so inspiring to me. And I'm looking back and I'm like, wow. I mean, I attracted them at different times. 
But I'm like, I must have done something good. Yeah, yeah, it's done... really, it's, it's, it's interesting because now it's, it's almost because our, the society makes, makes us like travel and change jobs and so the, the family unit of the support system that used to be, you know, right. families local. and neighbors, right. local, now it's like sort of we, we tune into people who are on the same wavelength. Right. And in the same way, we're there for each other unconditionally. Like, right. you know, like, yeah. it's a really... It's just when you connect to your truth, that's the kind of people you find. And it's... Abs I absolutely, absolutely believe that. And look at us. We're sitting here in a bathtub talking about this. This yeah. is, you know, this is very special. I think so. To me, it's... There's a, it, there's something dangerous about it for me because we don't really know where we're going with it. And we're not, like, cutting and editing things. So we don't have a lot of control. So there, it needs a lot of trust. Right. Um, at the same time, there is a sort of an excitement, too. Because when we uh, are working in, um, in a scene for, you know, for an audition or for, for something we're presenting on stage, it's, there's a lot of things that we can expect. Right. So here, I sort of like, in you know, I'm I'm trying to take off all the layers and setting up a vibe that is listenable. You know, because right. sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I have so much energy, so I overpower other people. I have to be careful not to not to do that. And sometimes I'm also so I I, I feel that it's important for me to start. You know, really from the heart when I get in the tub. <laughs> Um, and we're, we're pretty much... Yeah, we're vulnerable, yeah. but it's like, it's not in a um, girly way. Right. That this is how women are, real women. Right. Let's go to to relationships, because you were saying we have in common... What, what, did, what is the terminology? Uh, hopeless romantic? <laughs> we are hopeless romantics. Yeah. Well, we yeah. no, hopeful. Let's right. put change. Hopeful, we are hopeful, hopeful romantics. romantics. Okay. Hopeful romantics. Yeah, I haven't... Yeah, I've been dating really interesting kind of guys, and I kind of came across a lot of skeptics lately. Oh, okay. Who don't believe in love, and they have all kinds of... Listen, to each their own. I think um, sexuality is a variable. I don't think it's just one... You know, there's only one way to express it, love and sexuality. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have discovered that I am a, a hopeful romantic, and... I don't know, I think I need to kind of mingle with myself a little longer so I can really start believing that and maybe trusting my instincts more. Yeah. And then I'll attract the right kind of... It's <laughs> funny because, uh, you know, last year I had this crush on this guy for like the longest time and I did a good job of getting it out of my mind. But it's all the mind. And yeah. so, so at the same time, you know, now sometimes there are people who have relationships like like in different places and to me like my grandparents they're older and they've always been together like my grandma my um, grandpa went for a heart surgery and my grandma was crying to me she was like i've never slept by myself it's oh, my grandma yeah you know and it's really true like they were in love when they were it right. was middle school yeah my grandparents were married when they were 16 and 17 right and then they're always together yeah. so so for me it's like now we are we're this liberated uh, artistic Mm -hmm. spontaneous and at the same time you know very like soulful you right. know yeah we want it to still have the meaning that right. it deserves because basically you're sharing 
sharing the best of you you know right. I mean, you, it's, it's so so much vibrations you know of, of your your being right, right? right when right, you're right. close I don't know so you know I mean it's a little bit too intellectual to, to simply say like I was like so but what is the person for me like is it someone who's an artist because they understand who I am better or is it someone who compliments me so now I sort of let go of all the right, these things and I decided that I can recognize someone who's right for me because it's a man in full force mm -hmm. you see yeah and I don't know what it means so but when I see this I will know that this is like this man in full force one that doesn't have an expiration date for his love <laughs> and commitment yeah listen it's okay to see the big picture it's okay to accept all forms but you know essentially you want to know who you are and what's good for you and we we experiment and we try and we try to keep an open mind, but you know, yeah. When you get to know you and what you need, I believe that full force will come, or mm -hmm. that man will come in full force and just appear when you're ready. You know, I really believe that. I, I saw I am um, just I posted this quote by Rumi, and I don't exactly remember how it went, but he said something. You know, I always believed in love. When I heard the first love story, I started looking for you and I realized how, you know, hopeless that is. Because when you really, your true love it's, is inside of you. Yeah, it starts with self-love. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, yeah, you know, we, we keep exploring. It doesn't end today and it's going to be until the end of our days. We're going to keep exploring and getting to know more and more. It's, it doesn't end. Yeah. Also, uh, I feel that if... if uh, if life is about living in the moment and then it doesn't matter so much what was before or what is what is coming it's about already having everything that right. that is our life you have with everything that. You we need. already yeah we are, we are exactly what we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to do you know which oh. is being powerful vulnerable women yes artistic yes and i love that powerful and vulnerable together yeah yeah we're really we're true warriors i think i mean you're <laughs> very impressive you know you said Thank before you. yeah you said before um um i don't know how to how to put it but like it's okay to be a, a mother and uh and an actress and you have three children and then you took me through your whole daily routine i don't know that i could do that i mean this is extremely impressive i think you're doing it's, so amazing it's a decision i mean i think kind of having kids put me in a situation where i have to know how to time manage correct uh, you yeah. know efficiently um and also it gives me a different kind of drive because i can't tell my kids to follow their hearts and not show by example of course yeah they need to see me go through the struggle and not ever give up yeah you know and really connect to that and it works, you know, you know, busy people have more time. That's what they say, that busy people have more time for things because they know how to manage their time. Yeah. So I think maybe I'm having physically a harder time with a full schedule, but I think with managing everything, I may have an easier time. If I was single and, you know, maybe I'd be a lot more laid back and not do things and be lazy. I can't afford to be lazy, so that's why I get things done. You know? I enjoy being lazy. Yeah. You do? Lazy is part of my lifestyle. This is a lazy moment for me. I don't get lazy. Ah. <laughs> I don't get opportunities to be lazy too much. Well, thank yeah. you for setting up the candle. Oh, it was a very special time. It was. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, I'll share your website and things. And thank you. I don't know, so...
Yeah, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to know what's coming next for you. Oh, only good things for both of us. Yeah, but you see what and I'm saying? And wrinkly fingers, too. Wrinkly fingers, because you keep <laughs> dipping. Yeah, I know, because I'm cold. <laughs> no, now it's getting okay. I'm warm. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious uh, what is coming next for you, but I am sure that there will be some creative um, endeavors for the two of us together, and I look forward I to so. that. Yeah, because uh, I think you're you're so special, and you know it'll be great to do some work with you. Thank you. I feel the same way about you. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah. Okay, Thank cool. You. <laughs> voilà, voilà.